0: Before we begin today's episode, we have to give our patrons over at Patreon a quick shout out, and they are Aperba, Rock the Green, Nate Hanson of Hanson Screen Printing, Andy Herbrand, Eric Sari, Lauren L, Paul Campanesci, and Kelby Goodman. Thank you guys so much for keeping the lights on. Now on to the show.
1: All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast, your weekly dose of the Dairy State. We are your hosts, Eric. And I'm Russ. And today we are discussing a piece of history about Wisconsin water and the Hygieia Spring. We again are doing some vintage wisconsin music. music this one is uh kind of madison based we've oh yeah we've talked about them i think on a number of uh, episodes but never really featured them and and uh we uh we're both just huge fans of them as well they're still making music today still touring pretty heavily
0: and i have a huge crush on shirley manson oh yeah Let's just throw it out there i had posters all over my wall as a kid so.
1: oh yeah so the band that we're featuring today is garbage oh, and yeah. uh we have another beer review, of course. You have to. This one, we're definitely going to come back to Wisconsin and, and feature a uh, a truly awesome beer from right here. We're not going to Canada, buddy. Yeah, we ain't <laughs> the pal, buddy. But uh, very very good uh, a beer for today. And of course, we have another edition of How many local? <laughs> you like that one <laughs> yeah, yeah the karate moves
0: we had to go one step above so i had to add the you were throwing chops
1: and oh, stuff yeah. man but uh hey just a little piece of uh uh you know marketing and, and uh sales pitchy shit here at the beginning if you would Jesus. please leave us some sort of review <laughs> give us some stars give us some words that kind of stuff wherever you choose to listen jump in there throw some stuff in there we love it. We've been getting great uh, uh, numbers for that, which is awesome. We're seeing uh, that our little sales pitchy shit is working. Yeah, kind of. So, so
0: <laughs> yeah, kind no, of, yeah, no, it's, it's definitely <laughs> taken it off. I mean, it's awesome. And, you know, this one, again, was from another listener, actually, that yes. reached out to us. Uh, one of our friends, uh, Tony from Muskego, actually, home of the podcast.
1: Home of the podcast for now.
0: Oh, that's right. You might be moving soon, aren't you? There's a
1: you big move. move the studio at a some big point? Move. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's um, going to be
0: sad, man. I love this little mosquito studio there during the during the uh
1: the the move there might be a little bit of a a break in shows we don't know we're going to try to bank a few and see if we can't continue to to hit our mark we've only taken one break break in uh i mean damn near almost three two, years yeah almost three years it's so been it's been crazy but uh if you could maybe you know word of mouth best marketing tactic there is uh, also, go to com. You can learn all about Patreon and what it takes to financially support us in, in a small, you know, uh, minuscule way. And like we've stated before, the, the real big thing that this pays for is the uh the 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 website cost the server cost those are the major things that we have to pay for plus then the beer reviews that we go out and we buy these things and then the music and let's and
0: let's just throw out the monetary gain here because we're using like a lot of bands we make zero monetary (laughs) zero zero because we pretty much play music that has licensing under it and we always reach out to the bands and get a little bit of an okay before we do it yeah and um yeah, so we never make any money off the show, even though we get a lot of listens because of the monetary gain and playing music. It just doesn't really work out in our favor. Yeah,
1: so it, it definitely isn't uh, pocketed. It's just to try to keep us at even, you know, yeah. break even. I mean,
0: really, it it's, it goes to the beer and the music. I mean, like ask Eric. I loaded up on tracks. I probably yeah. spent. Thirty dollars on yeah. music recently, so <laughs> and that's the thing. So you know,
1: it's it's not free to do. So you know, usually, anything helps.
0: Yeah, and a lot of these bands I really like, so I end up buying like the full album, like when it comes out on of iTunes. Just the, yeah, I buy the whole album so I can listen to instead the whole instead of
1: the ninety nine cent track, you go with the nine ninety nine album exactly because
0: you know? then I can listen front to back and find the song that like really catches my attention oh, that yeah. we can feature on the podcast. So I mean, we I've spent. Probably about four hundred dollars on albums, and then
1: it's just nice because when you're in your car and you have it hooked up through Bluetooth and you're just playing, you know, on shuffle. Yeah, it's nice because then you get you know a different a, a different song each time. And on uh, my drive to work, on
0: my drive to work, I just kind of let it play out, and yeah. then I continue when I get back in the car, and you listen to the whole album front to back, pretty much. You know, an actual awesome album was that uh, Sabre and Carlisle. We just oh, yeah. It. That album is awesome front to back. Yeah, they just are so great. You know, just so you know. Yeah. It's a great album. If you guys can purchase that one or Seesaw, I have all the Seesaw. Well, Seesaw is absolutely fantastic, I have too. every album from Seesaw right yeah, now. Yeah, they've so.
1: got a catalog that's that's rich. So,
0: hey, and
1: uh, also while you're at our website, go check out the T Public page if you yeah, can. Yeah, for sure. Sport, uh, you know, a little Wisconsin Drunken History logo. On a shirt or something when you're at uh, Summerfest State Fair, and you'll you'll definitely see some people there who uh, who either already listen or they might be asking you, what the hell is that? That's a cool-ass logo. Oh, yeah.
0: Eating a cream puff with that shirt on? Yeah, you with a little cream puffs
1: stain on it, too. That'd be oh, yeah. even better. A little beer drippage. Oh, yeah. I love it. So let's go ahead and jump right in. We've got uh, a pretty cool topic here that we're calling the Wisco Water Wars. <sighs>
0: It's a war. So first off, thanks again, Tony from Muskego for uh, suggesting this. It was amazing. I I ended up digging into this at the library and I found so much information. I didn't realize how much of a big deal springs are in Waukesha. Yeah. I had no idea. And actually before the podcast today, because we're doing this episode, I ended up bathing in the Hygieia waters and I had two two bottles of water to kind of get rid of my hangover and it seemed to work. So maybe there is some miracle there or otherwise it just, I I needed some hydration. Yeah, (laughs) I I guarantee it
1: holy totally water out there.
0: So, yeah, we found a whole bunch of, this is uh, technically an artesian spring here um, in the area, kind of around the podcast, Big Bend, Waukesha area, oh, that we're yeah. going to be talking about today in a little bit of a discussion. And water is something we really take for granted. And don't realize how lucky in the state we are to have such great aquifers located beneath us and the limestone that filters it to make this amazing quality water. Amazing. It's super good. Well, one such place that exists is the Hygieia Spring, located in Big Bend, Big Wend. <laughs> <laughs> big Bend, Wisconsin. It is known for Wheel being... Will you see my big wind? Check out the big wind I got. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it is known
0: for being the best water in the world, only surpassed by one that is located in Germany. A few that are located in Germany. The water is the best that you can ever have here. Yeah. And as stated, we are talking about the Hygieia Spring and the water wars that occurred. So the spring itself roughly puts out about one thousand gallons per minute, and it's a great place to get water from. And uh, from now on, I'm actually bringing carboys with, and I'm probably going to fill my car up because that water is delicious. You know,
1: and there was there used to be one uh, out near Whitewater that I would go and fill up. Was that at Natureland? There was a spring
0: at Natureland. I remember that. That was that was decent water.
1: Yeah, it was a geocache, I think. Which you know, beware of muggles. uh, But. Really cool stuff, and and when you do it out at Hygie, it's the same kind of thing.
0: Yeah, for sure. And so the waters located in Waukesha are highly rich in minerals, and from the get go, people assumed it had healing powers. And the pipeline was said to have healed a man named Colonel Richard Dunbar, who was married to a Waukesha woman. He was suffering from diabetes and was looking for something good that you know something good to drink to kind of help him heal. And in New York, a doctor recommended this water that could s- supposedly cure ailments. Yeah, he was saying, quit drinking that Coca-Cola, damn it. You just got to drink some water. And so let's be honest, there probably isn't healing properties. You probably just need to get hydrated, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> he's I probably think, drinking some colas and stuff. And like, I was just like,
1: going to say, you know, honestly, uh, who hasn't felt like a hundred times better when you're fully well hydrated?
0: Right. And, and due to this curing him, technically... He ended up advertising this in the New York papers. And uh, when you advertise in the New York papers in this time, what happens? This is like the original viral. This is,
1: this is the best. Yeah.
0: Hey, have you guys heard of this thing called water? It's
1: good. It's fucking delicious. H2O, baby. God dang. And it, you know what?
0: It really makes me feel good. It, it got rid of my diabetes. You want to know what? It has two hydrogens, and one oxygen. And I sucked that sucker back. We.
1: That was too much science.
0: <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was too much smart.
1: Get that science out of here. Get your
0: science out of here you don't know what you're talking <laughs> you don't know
1: what you're saying the kids are, are crying
0: <laughs> you science nerd the kids are crying stop talking science <laughs> <laughs> so he was so as we said um when it was advertised in new york waukesha area and their healing properties of the water in 1896 even in many of the newspapers and catalogs at the time that this water was top down
1: sears and sore oh
0: yeah this led, to, this led to the discovery of many springs in the area. This becoming known as the Waukesha Springs area that lasted up until 1970. One such thing was called the Moore's mud Bass, which were actually becoming a sensation in the later period of the Springs area, where it is said to have healing and rejuvenating properties and was said to remove toxins from your body using spring water and mud.
1: And that was up until 1917, you said? Yeah. That's crazy.
0: Slap some mud on me, baby. Hey, heal me, baby. I need, I need some mud. Get me some dirty and some water. <laughs> They added things to let the spring water and mud, such as electric shocks and lithium. And can I just say right now, I am glad we live in the medical period we do because adding electricity yeah. to water, don't do that at home. Don't take a mud bath and put a couple wires in there. Let's just throw <laughs> yeah, it out Don't there. take
1: your toaster to the bath.
0: And due to the resource, like all, all these, you know, people want to expose things, right? There's a great resource. Hey, I can make money off this, right? Right. And so this became what is known as the Great Pipeline Battle. And after discovering the promotion of the newspaper articles, a man from Kansas City would hear about it. And it starts with an entrepreneur named James E. McElroy, who was from Kansas City in 1891, came up with a plan to run this healing water from the pipeline to the Columbian Exposition, a.k.a. the World's Fair. In 1893, he wanted to have it ran. Okay. So let's see what happens here. So they were also hoping that they could supply Chicago citizens as well with this fresh water, as Chicago at the time was dumping their, like, sewage into their rivers and stuff so they became extremely dirty and undrinkable
1: total fib thing to do
0: and uh so what are you gonna do um you're gonna pipe it there and you're gonna make some money right from chicago citizens you got it so the exploitation actually did not go very well with uh, local residents in the area who thought this would be a threat to the visitors who were actually coming from around the world to visit the springs and their healing properties right So they fought against it um, and it escalated very quickly and actually made its way to legislation in the governor at the time who actually heard about this issue. And he was denied many times to get the water piped from Waukesha because he wanted originally to get it from Waukesha where the actual healing properties were done, the original springs that were found. Get it right from the source. No way. And after this long and arduous battle, eventually McElroy bought up the Hygieia in Glen Springs and between them was the Hank Spring he built a reservoir, and McElroy was able to pipe from Big Bend and claimed it was from Waukesha, even though it was not. It's actually in Big Bend. It wasn't the original spring.
1: It's like Fiji water, you know? Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> That's just from my bathroom. That's from the toilet. That's from my bathroom. I just fill the suckers up and sell them. Nice. <laughs> As he could not get them to allow him to run uh, from there. And this led to a confrontation with laborers who arrived by train and the townspeople who spotted them laying the pipe from the reservoir, which was actually located in Big Bend. <laughs> And uh, this, co- this confrontation lasted from 1891 to 1893, right before the fair started. And the townspeople actually came out with pitchforks and guns the Wisconsin way, baby.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the best thing to do in those kind of times. Just get your pitchfork, light something on fire, and get a group. Hey, McElroy, get the fuck out of here. Hey, listen here, buddy. This ain't Waukesha.
0: This is Big Wand, <laughs> Big Wando. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, many fights broke out, and but... You know what it ended up working out so in 100 miles of pipe or ran to chicago not the original hygea spring though because you could not pump from that remember right but today what is known as hygea number two which is actually located in big bend and the one you can visit today where i stopped this morning was in big bend off 164 right so they did make some mistakes by placing the pipe originally under a heated steam building making the water warm and they had to reroute the design of the pipe so it was originally a failure right people were getting warm water and they what had a, an
1: engineering disaster. Yeah,
0: and the water for one cup costed ferry goers about one cent per glass. A small cost for healing yourself, a.k.a. snake oil sales. Let's be honest. Yeah, I was
1: just going to say, you know, this, this kind of reminds me of the times, you know, about like the circus where, yeah, you know, yeah. everybody had their covered wagon that was selling... Uh, the best thing that was going to heal everything Fresh you had. water
0: here. Fresh water. It'll heal all your ailments. Yeah. Those are like, greasy dudes at the caravans. like.
1: We got a nice spring water here from Waukesha, Wisconsin. This will heal your diabetes and everything else. You got the betas? Rub it on your balls. Are you blind? <laughs> this will definitely help you see.
0: Rub it on your balls, Paulie. <laughs> so it ended up being a massive loss due to all the issues um not only with the governor court cut cases cost of laborers trains and everything and ended up costing McArroy roughly 1 million in times money. So we're talking about like probably 40 million in today. Time, yeah, it's a million probably 40-50 million dollars. Like 400 in loss. million
1: dollars these
2: days.
0: And another company ended up trying to purchase which was the uh, Walkshore Water company and that also went under cuz they were trying to charge too and could not do it. If only these people
1: you know lived in the 1990s when bottled water was like oh right the all the craze man evian
0: Waquafina. W- w- that's what Waquafina? Get- w- 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 somebody started Waquafina. W- we're starting it today <laughs> hi geofini <laughs> well, big be- big bend over water <laughs> So and then, and then you know the Waukesha Water Company ended up selling it to a Waukesha man for twenty uh, k, and he also could not turn a profit. So the, the the original springs just couldn't turn a profit. People were losing money left. Well, away, yeah, obviously. what we
1: learned here was uh, this healing water just had absolutely zero marketability.
0: So where I stopped today and uh, bathed in some Wisconsin water and uh, baptized myself after a long night of drinking some PBR <laughs> was hi- it was actually known as Hygieia Number no. 2, which is located right off 164. And, uh, filled, and you can fill up wa- uh, bottled water there. And it's actually some of the world's best water in the world on this property. It is currently owned on private property. However, the owners let you do it and they ask that you give them a donation. So you can leave them a couple bucks, you know, a few dollars here and there just to maintain the property. Yeah. They're cool with you actually going out there, but be respectful. Don't destroy things. Don't be a shitbag. bag. You know what I mean? Like, don't. That's with anything. Just don't be a shitbag. bag. Like,
1: did you toss him a couple uh, aluminum cans? Oh,
0: I, I said I gave him an IU. I said thanks for killing my curing my hangover. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually gave him a couple bucks because
1: <laughs> you wrote it on like a stick of gum and. Yeah. Hey, thanks a lot, man.
0: So yeah, you know what? Come to Wisconsin and drink some of the world's best water. And hey, this water was actually supplied at the World's Fair, so uh, you can get a little bit of uh, some old timey stuff in your gut drink what they drank and maybe you know it'll hear all the damage you've done with the brats and cheese and beer that we do in this state you know i mean for me i mean (laughs) i need as much healing i need as much healing as i can get so i need to just sleep under that thing and let it drip on me but
1: this will absolutely cure your pork product uh lining of your heart
0: And even, you know, horseshoes and hand grenades have a song devoted to Wisconsin water because it is great here. I mean, it's amazing water filtered through limestone, some of the best water in the world, some of the best farmland in the world, too. You know, it's our state is amazing. I think, you know, no
1: coincidence there, Uh, the the fact that our soil is so rich and our water uh, is so great. It Uh, is. And no. you
0: know, like we have amazing aquifers filtered through limestone, so we're getting some of the best water in the world. It's not great for like a water heater because you're going to get that calcium and that lime buildup. But a lot some of,
1: are, lot of, yeah, exactly. But you're going to get that delicious flavor. Minerals. And it's stuff. super
0: filtered because it goes through all the rocks that pass under the ground in the aquifers. Amazing yeah. water. You know, some of the world's best. And if you can make it to Wisconsin, stop at many of these springs we have. We have tons. I a mean, ton of them. Not only hygiene number two, you got like you said, Nature Land. There's one, um, there's two outside of Whitewater, actually, Natureland, yeah. and there's actually a tap that's always constantly running. You can bring carboys or bottles or whatever. That's, I think that's the one that I was at. Okay, it's at like a little park, and there's yep. just a well coming up from the ground. You can bring your bottles in yep. and fill them up. Okay, yeah. But yeah, Wisconsin's some of the best water, best farmland. And actually, this year, they're saying it's going to be eighty, almost 80% excellent, to good to excellent crops this year, which is phenomenal go. for farmers. So uh, shout Soy out to our and farmer corn. bros. Make that cash, and uh, hopefully you guys can make the wheat to supply what's going on in Russia, and uh, fuck Putin as always. All right. On
1: to the Wisco music segment. And uh, this one, although it has an unpopular name, and it is definitely not garbage. It's top-notch. It is the band Garbage.
0: And let's just throw this out there. As I said before, who didn't have a Shirley Manson poster in their room? Yeah. In like the nineties. I had a whole bunch of them.
1: I had like the garb. I had the shirt that said garbage across it in orange or whatever. And she
0: was like the Irish bombshell man. Yeah. Like just incredibly beautiful. (laughs) Like it's,
1: yeah, and I think you know the band kind of used Madison, Wisconsin as their home.
0: Uh, yeah, obviously Butch Vig Smart Studios where they right. recorded before they signed to Atlantic. I believe. Yeah, as they
1: well. they signed to a major label and then they honestly they started to uh, kind of stray away from recording stuff in Madison, uh, maybe demos and stuff. But but it started
0: in Madison. It started Wisconsin. in Madison,
1: and I feel like a good a bit of their their first couple records were probably recorded right there in Smart. Uh, because, let's face it, studio time is expensive as shit. And when you own one, why not just record there?
0: Right. And I mean, Butch Vig obviously operated and owned the Suckers. Probably didn't cost him the, anything for recording.
1: One of the best engineers and also one of the best producers. Oh, I um, agree. Hands down. Of all time. So uh, when you've got him as your drummer, uh, amazing. Um, right on. And so the the song that we're featuring, Russ, is...
0: I'm only happy when it rains, dude. You sounded yeah, it it sounded pretty good. Shirley, Shirley, are you here? (laughs) Is that Shirley? But no, just Um, like you know what I really love about the song is the like overtone of the two vocal ranges. Like pull your misery down. I'm only happy when it rains. She like hits like such a higher note, and it's just like the two over top is just insanely amazing.
1: And I and I think that the 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 way that the song is sort of put together. It's kind of odd because I, it's not a time signature thing. It's not like it goes, you know, uh, from, you know, this time to this time or anything like that, but it's um the song kind of feels different in like the verses versus the chorus and it just really takes a whole turn And, uh, sort of what you're singing is the, that's that catchy chorus that everybody knows. You you
0: know how like a lot of bands have guitar hooks. It's literally vocal hooks for me. It's a good vocal hook. Oh my God. I I get stuck in my head all the time.
1: And the drumming is just very, um, I mean, it's just, it's perfect. Uh, You know, metron, metronomally, uh, metronomically, whatever you want to say. Perfect timing. It's almost like a robot, you know, did it. And, uh, the, the bass guitar is just keeping it down, and oh, it's yeah. just so good. Tight, fat, and then that vocal over top is just keeping it... Uh, it's so hooky. It's so great.
0: And what will we be a Wisconsin podcast without featuring garbage? Oh, you right? can't. I mean, like it's like a legend. Like we've had like some of the best music come out of the state. You know, Steve Miller Band was here, right? Yeah. Like we have some of the best music in the world.
1: And and Steve Miller might be a kind of a loose. He uh, no, actually sort of...
0: the, the lead singer Steve Miller is actually yeah. from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Right, but the so. band itself, I don't no, think ever weren't... really
1: w- was here. Uh, Steve Miller traveled to go be in in this yes. band, but really like i said it's kind of a loose er connection if you will but um this is just another example great. of phenomenal music other, yeah. exactly so we're gonna go ahead and feature the band garbage and the song is i'm only happy when it rains
0: Amazing!
1: I had to crack another beer because that song just makes you—you you need it. I mean, it is such a fucking good song.
0: I love that song. I, you know what? I was actually like out in the garage the other day uh, fixing a tiller, and I was just jamming just some garbage. Garbage yeah. was just crammed. Some, car- some, some garbage. garbage. I was actually ripping garbage too. I had a couple of PBRs out there, so I was definitely had some carbs. Yeah, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah. I mean, again really cool uh, uh, reach back into the the, the archives. I mean...
0: I, I You know what? That was like one... like In the 90s was like the best time of my life. When I was in school, like... you know we skateboarding no like worries. every day. Skateboarding every day. There was no we were, worries. Remember
1: the old musician's friend catalogs that you oh, and I yeah. would look at during our, oh, uh, in our study, study hall.
0: hall? We didn't do any homework. No, we just fuck at, no. We just talked about music like the entire time. That's
1: precisely why I didn't graduate uh, high school in time. Do,
0: do you remember uh, Marco too? The uh, German... Yeah, yep. Should We used to listen to Rammstein with Marco, the German kid.
1: I mean, that was always cool. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, just really enjoying uh, the fact that we had really no responsibility. We would play music, skateboard, do dumb shit.
0: Yeah, pretty much all the time. It, it's amazing. Yeah. You know what though? Like for me, like school wasn't that hard, so it was like more of like jumping through hoops for me. I don't know about you, yeah. but it was well, like I just it didn't was, pay attention. Oh, it just was like jumping
1: through hoops. I like didn't. I... If I would, if I would have put any amount of effort into any of my studies, I would have been fine. But I didn't. I <laughs> wanted to make people laugh more than anything.
0: Like you know what though, like I I was a total nerd, dude. Like I'm not gonna lie. Like besides that, I did play like D and D. Played video games. I drank beers already in high school. Like, well, yeah, we were both. We were we, we were on the missiles. we were on the high
1: school drinking team for sure. Oh
0: yeah, we were probably some of the bigger drinkers in our, our class. Yeah, think, unfortunately, but we were. Yeah, I mean, we were kid drinkers. I mean, I think I had my first like true party when I was like 14. I drank a ton of beers. I was just gonna
1: say, I think probably uh, around 13 or 14. I maybe had a good party
0: passed out in a cornfield somewhere around thirteen, fourteen. i never sure. did that yeah, luckily no. i never did that i slept behind a
1: shed one time <clears throat> no because remember the one girl that was killed out in the cornfield the one time oh
0: yeah and actually uh wasn't one of the beaver kids that was know, him corn. yeah he got killed in the corn out uh, by uh, my where my That's dad out by my house yeah kind of out by you i thought it was I mean, out I, by me yeah i think it is yeah i
1: remember I th- that house
0: yeah i think it wasn't on, was it on 11 or was it by you was I it think it was a- out
1: by me. Okay, it was on A, maybe. Because there was another thing that happened out by you, but it wasn't. Uh, that was a girl. I think that
0: was a girl. I think from Delvin that got ran yeah. over. Actually, yep. she's passed on the cornfield. Someone <clears throat> ran her. ran her down.
1: Yeah, the Beaver kid went to take a pee out in the cornfield, and someone pelted him. Some, well, because it was out in the farm, out in the country, out by H, and uh, somebody was doing donuts in their big truck, and swept uh, him right off his feet.
0: Adios, buddy. And, and, and that's, again, that's a shitty way to go to be honest. It is. Though,
1: and like. it's, and again, you know, we, those are some of those OWI stories that we don't tell because we don't, we don't want to, Oh uh, God, it just, it, it starts to cross a line. Yeah. And you know what?
0: When kids are hurt, especially, or like a kids are involved, like had, we do not touch that. stuff. We've had a ton of
1: you. personal experience with that just in, in our town of Elkhorn kind of during that time of our, uh, adolescent in our youth where you know those were the stories you'd hear you'd come into school on monday and you'd uh you know have a moment of silence for a kid and you'd be able to go to the you know the office to to you know mourn and and kind of get some therapeutic help and stuff and and it just it it really took a toll on us i think as kids to 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 have that so it was like one of those things that we don't want to do that now i mean we we want to highlight the the idea that don't do it because these are the dumb things that, that happen when you do it. And um,
0: Ask Eric. I carry a breathalyzer with me before I leave the studio because like, well, and, and I we literally don't, don't like to drink and drive. And, might, like it, We it, enjoy these nice beers in the studio, but sometimes, Eric, you get some that are like 12 percenters, and uh, well, that's going to lead us into our brewery segment, And we're
1: recording these early in the morning. Like, Russ gets over here sometimes 7 in the morning, 6 o'clock, 7 in the morning, and we're recording, and then... We taper the whole day then, you know, we'll do some projects around here. We'll play a little bit of music or something, but by the time, you know, two, three o'clock rolls around when you're going to be heading out, it is a completely different story. We have sucked Gatorade and water, uh, and it's a, it's a different thing. You know, it's not, it's not what it is. We've eaten a bunch of food from a couple of the close by restaurants that we like and, um, Usually catered by uh, my wife. Yeah, <laughs> she, go, she runs out. She a
0: run to go to Maddie's for yeah, us. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, Maddie's
1: Bass Bay. We've had a couple times. I mean, just some really delicious stuff. And and uh, and that's the case. You know, you, you, if you're drinking all day, you got to plan for that. Uh, and it's and it's better to plan ahead of time than to try to be in the moment. You know, and especially out here in uh, some of the more country areas, it's harder to get any sort of taxi. It's harder to get any sort of Uber, or Lyft, or anything like that. So it's difficult, and you should just plan ahead. Exactly. Know?
0: And I mean, you know, every episode we drink at least a couple brews. So, like, I usually have to sit it out for a little bit, <laughs> to be honest. You've slept guys. over a
1: couple times, too. So, yeah, I had. That's so, a different story.
0: Eric, can you tell us uh, what beer are we featuring today?
1: Holy moly. I'm telling you what, this is a little bit of a sad story, maybe, but it is uh, a little bit, yeah. But also cool. Uh, we're talking about Ale Asylum and the the beer that we have uh because we featured a ton of Ale asylum in the past but this one is uh, particularly called kaboom yo it's and we've got the nux on the can and uh it's a it's an IPA and coming in at about 7% uh I'm not really sure of the ABUs uh or IBUs rather uh ABV a 7% IBU not really known um and and it's a it's a pretty delicious beer it's a um, an offshoot off of their AWOL series um and it's very citrusy A uh, good citrus punch uh pretty bright uh as far as the aroma goes if yeah. you just if you were to just stick the can up to your nose um very citrusy you're gonna get a huge kind of uh good odor of like that that not necessarily orange i, I can't pick out exactly what it is but Delicious. Besides me smooth. and you,
0: besides me and you visiting, um, it was kind of my stop before I'd leave to Mexico or Canada. Yeah. Before I had to get on a plane, I'd grab a f- whole bunch of brews because I hate flying. By the way. Yeah. Just so me to too. If anyone wants to know, I hate flying, so I have to get really drunk. before I have before to take. I, I have there.
1: to take an anxiety pill before I get on a plane. Do and, you really? I just get and drunk. And uh, um, uh, 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 like a poo pill to make sure that I don't have to go to the bathroom. So every sucks time for some up, reason, I, yeah, sucks up the. It's turrets. crazy.
0: Holy smokes!
1: And and and. It's it's not because like I think that it's gonna happen. It's because I don't want it to happen. Those bathrooms are awful. I've had to I've had to pee a couple times. Uh, like you said, have a few drinks beforehand. Maybe get a couple on the flight. Hope that there's turbulence on uh, Southwest and then they won't charge you. And. Uh, you know, the couple times I've had to piss in those bathrooms, it is awful. It's a, oh, yeah. it's an awful experience. I'm kind of a chunky guy. And those bathrooms are like the size of like a fucking small, like closet. Yeah. They're uh, pretty tiny. There's no room for my elbows to get around but, in but
0: there. But was always my stop to get drunk before I get on a plane. And I'm really sad that they by the airport there in Madison. They're going to be closing down. Cause a lot of times when I flew to Toronto, the two times I went to Toronto, I ended up stopping there and just getting trashed and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 really sad. I do believe they're going to still produce beer, but I think they're going to do it out of Wisconsin Brewing Company. Is that, well, and, and is WBC
1: that true sure? has uh, a, a pretty decent ability, a uh, nice facility to be able to uh, potentially help continue to produce beers. But just recently they also acquired Lake Louis. Uh, so those beers are produced out of WBC. Um, uh, so I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that those, those rumors are absolutely true, that we're still going to be able to get some of our favorite Ale Asylum classics,
0: especially like their Oktoberfest is telling me they're actually, yeah. it is incredible. It's really sad to see him go. And, uh, you know, yeah. we made a, we made friends there as well. And you know what? Cheers to, uh, Ale Asylum and-,
1: yeah, and, and, uh, you know, in my opinion, it's kind of one of those things where, you know, they were around for a good decade and we got a bunch of really great beers and uh, it's not goodbye so much as it is we'll see you later because I have a feeling they're not going to be able to stay out of the market forever. Uh, a bunch of these really great brewmasters that work there, the great creative minds that make these beers, they're going to come back around, and I guarantee it. And
0: they're like, fuck COVID beer. Like, what was more legendary in the pandemic than drinking a yeah, fuck Yeah, the COVID vax, beer.
1: vax on, vax off thing. That one,
0: yeah. And so, yeah, this one we're drinking today is an American IPA. It's at 7% ABV. Seven percent EBV, um, kind of has that like sixties IBU, kind of like the moderate is IPA. It? Okay. Or, yeah, I think it's sixty IBUs. Just a g- really great beer. I mean, it's it's phenomenally crafted. Anything from Ale Asylum you're gonna get is delicious, and we we, we really hope they keep producing beers, even if it's through WBC because that Octillion, like some of their other beers, like the seasonal, even their uh, Hopalicious is like so legendary in our state. Right. It's like such a staple that it's really sad to see some of these breweries leaving.
1: It really is, and 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 we have featured. More than a handful uh, oh, yeah. of, of of these beers. Hopalicious is, I mean, absolutely amazing. Flush Crush. Velveteen Habit. Velvetine Habit. Uh, oh, yeah, the Velveteen Habit can is always one of my favorites. It has favorites, like the bunny so. bomb on it, like yep. a bomb
0: and a rabbit on it. It's super so. delicious. So, yeah, and you know what? Cheers to uh, AL Asylum here.
1: Yep, absolutely. And,
0: uh, we hope you guys keep producing beer and uh, keep ma- making a great product and uh, hope you guys don't disappear completely. Completely, yeah.
2: Grab a seat, gather around join us for a chat. How many
0: logos you have? Alright, folks, in Wisconsin tradition, do we have a OWI story for you guys today? Uh, <laughs> Eric says a, yes. In our segment called How many, many logos you wear? Oh. Ah. Oh. Right. Wow. Bo. Okay. What do you got for us today, Eric? Let's hear. Let's see what we got here.
1: Yeah. So uh, this one is from the Madison-ish area. Columbus man accused of eighth OWI the offense. And it also states attempting to bite officers. That's great. Give him a little nibble. Just <laughs> hey. Thanks for pulling me over. Can I bite you? Let me taste you. Um, so Jaws. <laughs> the Columbus police department officers arrested a man Sunday after he was allegedly driving well, intoxicated at 25 miles per hour over the speed limit. And that was in a residential area. So we can assume that that was like maybe a 30 speed limit and, and he's going like 55 or whatever. Um, and so he, then he attempted to bite officers, I guess, during a search uh-huh. of his property. <laughs> <laughs> A little DMX over here. So the uh, Columbus Police Department stated that when they stopped the vehicle for speeding, an officer could smell the intoxicants coming from this 49-year-old driver. Jeez. And uh, that's never good. If you get pulled over and they can just whiff the fucking intoxicants, Not good. you're in trouble. Uh, the officer also noted that the driver's speech was slurred. And that a glass bottle of alcohol was spotted in the front passenger seat. Let me just put my vodka bottle over here real quick and let I me got, speed. I got to
0: put my Svetka down. Hold on one second.
1: speed racer with my bottle of Flashman's. Um, <laughs> you think it's Flashy's? Oh,
0: oh, Jesus. That's great. That's a, It is. Holy smokes.
1: I think it's the Madison Preferred. Uh, so after a field sobriety test uh, was conducted the, uh, with the man, um, so we know that there's a field sobriety test. We know that they could smell uh, the stuff on him. We know that he's got a long history of driving while intoxicated. The uh, Columbus Police Department also noted that the man refused to consent to a blood draw and officers wrote a search warrant for him. The man was allegedly verbally and physically resistant to officers uh, and tried to bite them. So... Uh, obviously he's hiding something. He, he doesn't want them to do anything. Forty nine years old, cannibal. Here's the thing: forty nine <laughs> years old, and he's got eight. Jesus fuck, like, dude, that's a lot. Dude, they're still
0: piss and vinegar in his forty nine year old.
1: Dude, we the normally and and Russ and I have seen uh, you know a hundred articles, hundred and eighteen articles or whatever at this time, but
0: never sees this guy. Visas.
1: You know, normally those numbers, uh, w- when we talk about people that have uh, kind of eight plus, they're in like their 60s. They've got another 20 years on this guy uh, in, order to, in order to get those numbers. Uh, this guy collecting eight in 49 years. And let's just assume that his first one came when he, he was legal to drink. So we're talking about, you know, in just like 20 some short years, this guy has collected eight OWIs. Like, he just cannot stop drinking, and he cannot stop getting behind the wheel. He loves his brews, dude. He loves to drink and drive. Uh, officials took the man to the Col- the Columbia County Jail for his eighth alleged operating while intoxicated uh, and for resisting slash obstructing an officer. Those are all just really great additives on top you of You want to know driving. what, though? At
0: least he didn't get, like, uh, something worse. Because, like, if you... End up injuring an officer. It's a felony. Like, f- like flat out, it's a felony charge. Yeah. So lucky he didn't get the another felony for biting him. Right. You know what I mean? Like, because that could have been huge for the... This guy could have been gone for a while.
1: Yeah, the fact that it was really only the resisting and obstructing, not uh, trying to, like, kill a guy. This guy's, like, straight walking dead
0: an officer here.
1: Yeah. He's a zombie.
2: Nah. Nah, I'm
1: hungry. <laughs>
0: I need blood, brain, <laughs> brain. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I mean, what a weird story! Like it never ceases to amaze me the stories that come out of Wisconsin. It's it's kind of sad to be honest. Let's let's just throw that out. Just
1: there. really sad, yeah. Now uh, we've got a few pieces of of information that will kind of help us deduce uh, and, and help us estimate. But really, the, the key piece of evidence here is we've got a guy who's forty nine years old. He is speeding the shit out of this thing in a residential area, you know, maybe like a school zone and shit too. And and we've got a guy who's getting his eighth in that amount of time. Fleischman's
0: involved. Five ninety nine, five ninety nine bottle of Fleischies. I was okay. just
1: gonna say because what they did say was there was a glass bottle of alcohol. They say alcohol. Uh, that that could mean, I guess, beer, but it also could just mean liquor. It could mean, you know, a full bottle of like vodka I'm, which is what we're talking about i'm
0: guessing the eighth he's Vodka's a vodka so drinker. cheap yeah it is and, and, it, just and it's to easy get the drunk. for
1: for those individuals who are like really tolerant to booze vodka is like their water like that's just how it happens you know and um i'm starting to think that you know what we're what we're seeing here is definitely a you know a bottle of uh vodka half empty empty who knows while he's driving. Well, he's speeding. You know, he's putting these people at, at risk in this residential area, which is is funny that there's not, you know, more additives uh, and multipliers for doing that. You right, know, right. Uh, which maybe there is. Uh, you know, it doesn't necessarily say that there wasn't, but you know, I think endangering. You know, uh, th- there's probably a few things on top of it, but I'm having a hard time deciding where I want to go with this because I don't think it's a true loco instance which we only have you know a few of those in our in our history but
0: i think i think i have a number to convert you though okay like i think i do do you want to go on three two one yeah i mean i got a number let's try another okay three two one nine okay we're pretty close i mean yeah we'll go we'll go with like an 11 loco or something or 10 loco you think what are you thinking you mean we'll go 11 we'll go 11 loco on this guy yeah i mean the evidence is clear the 49 year old fleshies at 49 biting with officers eight, like he has some liquor in his system he just right he's like i got caught i'm gonna try to bite this guy maybe he'll leave me alone i don't know and
1: i truly think that so at 49 years old uh with eight in his history he, he's got some tolerance and 11 isn't out of the the, the realm of possibility here uh, you know, we know that from, from past speakings of, uh, you know, the 12 to 16 range is sort of like that blackout area. So he's kind of just below that. Uh, he didn't crash, uh, but he was speeding. So that means we know that he's got some, uh, impaired judgment and d- has no real care for the law. So I think 11 is uh, is, is a good number.
0: This is our DMX bite. Loco hit the gavel, Eric
1: all right so we have officially law and ordered the uh the uh, four loco segment here but before we end today's episode we wanted to come back to our wisco bucket list segment which it's been a few weeks it has been since we've added a uh, a new item but uh we felt so compelled that uh this this particular place if you will was uh was worthy of it and we didn't want to load you guys up too much with places and things to see so we figured a departure for a couple weeks was was perfect so let's go ahead and jump back in and add a new item called rib Mountain yeah. State Park.
0: So supposedly, uh, as as rumored, it's the burial spot of Paul Bunyan and his big blue ox underneath the mountain there. And it's not technically a mountain as Wisconsin does not have mountains, but they do consider we it. don't. It's not the highest point. Tim's Hill is the highest point, which we featured on another one. We did. And this one is just amazing. It's in uh, by Wausau. You see it as you're driving on the freeway. Um, It's a pretty big state park.
1: Over by 39, uh, I-39, um, just south of Highway 29. Um, and so it's, it's, I guess, nearby Wausau downtown airport, um, sticking at an elevation of 1,201
0: feet. Is that right? I think so. Yeah. I think you're right on that one. And, uh, yeah, it's above sea level completely. Total is 1,942 feet above wow. sea level completely when you're at the tippy top, um, Tippy tip, tip, top, tip, tip, tip. But no, I mean you you can't miss it. Um, it's it's amazing, and if you go there, the state park's awesome. Obviously, Wausau is a pretty neat town. Stevens Point, I do, yeah. Stevens Point, we always hit those on the way home. And you know,
1: isn't Wausau also the home of? Um, it's kind of the cutoff? East
0: bay. It's kind of the. It, you know, I don't know. It's actually the cutoff point to um the northwoods, what we consider the northwoods at Highway Eight. There. well, right, starts yeah. going down to the single lane once you get about an hour away, and. Yeah, Yeah.
1: so East Bay uh, uh, retail outlet. So they make a lot of... um,
0: Like soccer. Athletics. Athletics, soccer, baseball. They also
1: sell yeah all your high-end shoes, Nike and and all that stuff. But uh, they're also in the Wausau area there. And and, um, a lot of really cool stuff to see in that town. And like we said, kind of the cutoff, it's where your shoulders kind of drop and the anxiety kind of freeze and you know you're in the north woods
0: the freeway goes down from two lanes to one and you just ride baby and and what better
1: to to stop and see uh this really cool uh eroded you know glacially eroded area that uh, uh has some really cool history potential history we don't know if it's real i don't know if there's any factual basis but hey the big blue ox
0: yeah you can see the the Resting place of Paul Bunyan. Right? Paul Bunyan. He's buried underneath that mountain.
1: That that's his grave. Stack food. of pancake buffet. Oh, <laughs> the, one with the, or the one
0: in The one in is awesome. Have you ever been there?
1: I have. Dude, uh, they have the
0: best breakfast I've ever had in my
1: life. They they've been closed in recent years because, because of, COVID. of COVID and then staffing issues. But I'm telling you, man, there is nothing like a nice Paul Lord. Bunyan fucking breakfast
0: lumberjacking it dude i mean it's delicious
1: <laughs> lumberjacking it. that's also uh, a category of other things lumberjacking
0: that's where you wear a flannel yeah. and, t- and tug one out is that- yep I think okay so. all right yeah.
1: <laughs> very cool stuff again you know the the this wisco bucket list it's meant for you to kind of compile uh, a neat list of things that hey if you're from wisconsin if you're out of state if you're out of country. These are things in the state of Wisconsin you you must visit. All right, that concludes this episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast.
0: If you enjoyed this vulgar display of Wisconsin, please like and subscribe on whatever streaming platform you prefer. And remember to hit the bell on YouTube to be notified when we release new content. Also,
1: if you have any suggestions or ideas for future episodes, please send us an email at WIDrunkenHistory at gmail.com or head over to our Facebook and Instagram pages.
0: Thanks again for listening, and remember as always, watch watch out for deer deer on on your way home.